This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Trump vaccine fury. His demand to stop playing games and get the vaccines out now. Then, White House deep clean. Joe Biden's plan to disinfect the entire White House before he moves in. A very deep and extensive cleaning done of the entire White House campus. And are President Trump's pals getting special COVID-19 treatment? It is obnoxious. And shoplifting for bread. The new epidemic, shoplifting for basics like bread, rice, and other food staples. Then office Christmas parties. They used to look like this. Now they look like this. <laughs> and he's one of America's best-known church leaders. The best is yet to come! His church got almost $4 million in COVID-19 relief funds to pay employees. Did you use taxpayer money to buy a private jet? No, we did not. Inside Edition investigates. Then, the first Hollywood movie about the pandemic. Whoa, 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 I'm immune! I'm immune! Well, Americans want to watch a pandemic movie while living through one. And Star Spangled Dad. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. With the FDA advisory panel officially approving the Pfizer vaccine for distribution, full FDA approval is imminent, and Americans will likely begin receiving the vaccine on Monday. But an impatient President Trump has taken to Twitter to push the agency to act, saying it's time to stop playing games. Here's Les Trent. President Trump launched a stunning attack on his own FDA today. Get the damn vaccines out now. Stop playing games and start saving lives. The stats are scary. Experts warn that every day for the next 60 to 90 days, more people may die from COVID-19 than were killed on 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. That's every day. And get this, more people in the USA have died of COVID than in all of World War II combat. Following Trump's attack, former Surgeon General Dr. Richard Carmona is coming to the defense of the FDA. If you look at how fast we've actually developed the vaccine and now gone to approval, it's in record time. Everything is in place to begin distributing the vaccine to 636 locations across America. Air traffic controllers will clear flight paths for UPS and FedEx cargo planes carrying the vaccine. 
When will the first American outside of a trial get this vaccine? We could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. But that's still not fast enough for Trump, who has watched in frustration as the United Kingdom became the first nation to vaccinate its citizens with the miracle Pfizer vaccine. The FDA is a big old slow turtle. Dr. Eric Troypena and the other frontline doctors and nurses at Northwell Health Hospitals in New Jersey and New York will be among the first Americans to get the Pfizer shots. I can tell you that it's coming as a great relief for a lot of my colleagues and myself, knowing that we're going to have that added layer of protection when taking care of COVID patients. Last night, the FDA advisory board voted 17 to 4 to recommend the FDA approve the Pfizer vaccine. But there were some concerns. 3.6 million people who carry EpiPens for severe allergic reactions will be advised not to take the vaccine. Pregnant women will be told to consult their own doctors before making a decision. Mom-to-be Ariel Rooney is due in April. Until there's more research and there's more data, I'd rather just take my chances, wash my hands, wear a mask, socially distance, and just play it safe. And with the vaccine on the way, Jimmy Kimmel has this message for anyone hesitant about taking it. Half of us are worried about putting this substance in our bodies because we don't know what's in it. And yet, we have no problem downing 16 ounces of something called Monster Energy Assault. A Washington Post newspaper is reporting that President Trump has ordered the chief of the FDA to authorize the Pfizer vaccine today or submit his resignation. Every time there's a change of presidents, the White House gets a good cleaning. But this year, that cleaning will be extra thorough since so many of the administration from the president on down have gotten COVID-19. Jim Murray reports the White House is being disinfected to an unprecedented level. It's the mother of all spring cleaning. Every nook and cranny of the White House will be disinfected before Joe Biden sets foot in it. There will be a very deep and extensive cleaning done of the entire White House campus. That includes, quote, plans to thoroughly clean and disinfect all White House furniture, doorknobs, handrails, and light switches. Yes, that means every inch of the White House touched by human hands will be thoroughly cleaned and disinfected. The deep clean will take place on January 20th, 2021, Inauguration Day, between the hours the Trumps move out and the Bidens move in. It will be a massive undertaking. The White House is 55,000 square feet with 132 rooms, 16 bedrooms, and 35 bathrooms. That's 814 doorknobs. Tim Chatfield, CEO of cleaning experts Jit Jat Joe, says they'll use disinfecting misters like this to get the job done quickly and efficiently. The electrostatic sprayer turns the disinfectant into a very fine mist, electrically charges it, and then it bonds to the surface to kill any viruses that are on hard surfaces. And there's growing outrage today over what many say is the special treatment that President Trump's pals got as they battled COVID-19. Chris Christie, Ben Carson, and Rudy Giuliani recovered quickly from the virus, while thousands of ordinary Americans are fighting for their lives in hospitals every day. Giuliani even boasted that his celebrity status meant he got the best treatments available. I think if it wasn't me, I wouldn't have been put in the hospital. He's leaving the hospital just three days after he was admitted. He got the same cocktail of drugs the president got back in October. I have to say, the minute I took the cocktail yesterday, I felt 100% better. 
Wow. It works very quickly. Wow. The cocktail you've been given, it's not something the normal American is going to be able to get because it's quite expensive. Is that a concern for you? I, well, I didn't know that. I mean, they give it here at this hospital. Dr. Arthur Kaplan is a medical ethicist at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine. It is obnoxious that some of our most highly visible politicians in the Trump administration are bragging about getting early access to experimental drugs when there are Americans who are facing rationing just to get into a hospital. And on Thursday, the White House counsel and chief of staff sent a memo to personnel reminding them to retain certain records, quote, in the event there is a transition to a new administration in January. One in four children in America at this moment don't know where their next meal will come from. That sobering statistic underscores one of the terrible side effects of the pandemic and the economic desperation it's caused. And it has led to a noticeable uptick in shoplifting of things like bread and eggs. We've all seen the crazy long lines at food banks across the USA. But now we're also seeing this. Desperate people apparently struggling to feed their families, shoplifting for staples like bread, eggs, and milk. 54 million Americans are going hungry every day, up 45% from last year. In New York City, corner convenience stores, also known as bodegas, are stocked with essential items people need in their daily lives. At the beginning of the pandemic, they were lifelines for hard-hit communities. But as the months wore on, these mom-and-pop stores became, more than ever before, targets for shoplifters. In this particular bodega, we have had shoplifting go through the roof. It's a disaster right now. Fernando Mateo represents bodega owners. People rob blatantly. They know there are cameras everywhere, yet they still take the risk. It's up maybe two, three hundred percent in some bodegas. Mateo says while he feels some sympathy for shoplifters trying to feed their families, many of the thieves are just that thieves. Bodega owners are poor people as well. You know, you're not robbing from the rich. You're robbing from the poor. The organization No Kid Hungry is working to provide for those children who are experiencing food insecurity. And if you'd like to help them, we've got a link for you over at InsideEdition.com. Early in the pandemic, government passed the Payroll Protection Program. It provided funds to enable companies to keep their workers on the payroll. One of the world's largest religious networks was approved for almost $4 million of taxpayer money. And soon after, it purchased a multi-million dollar jet. Lisa Guerrero had a few questions about that. The best is yet to come! Marcus Lamb is the charismatic leader of one of the world's largest religious networks, Daystar Television, which is also a very prosperous tax-exempt church. Daystar was recently appraised at over $1 billion. He lives a life of luxury. Check out his mansion with a beautiful pool. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When the pandemic hit, Lamb's Daystar TV applied for the government's Paycheck Protection Loan Program, or PPP, to help pay employees' salaries and received $3.9 million. We've learned that just two weeks after being approved for millions of dollars in taxpayer funds, the church bought a private jet. 
It's a multi-million dollar 1997 Gulfstream 5, like this. The luxury aircraft, which Lamb says they got for less than half the market value, holds up to 14 passengers. Lamb says they were able to buy the Gulfstream with proceeds from an investment and the sale of its old jet, not by using government PPP money. And he insists the jet is for ministry purposes. But is that always the case? In July, he flew with his family from his home in Dallas to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where they posted these videos enjoying eight days in the sun. Look how his family described the trip on social media. Our amazing fam on vacay, wrote his wife, and his son posted lots of great memories made on our family beach vacation this year. But Lamb insists to Inside Edition that it was a, quote, working vacation, a leadership retreat with his family, who are ministers of the church, too, and were consumed with meetings. In September, Lamb and his family used the jet to fly to California for two days. When they returned to Dallas, they looked like they had time to play some golf. Lamb is known to be an avid golfer. All in one number four. And in October, Pastor Lamb flew with his wife and some friends to Naples, Florida, where they spent eight days vacationing and playing golf. He told us he had five meetings there and spoke at a church. Pete Evans is an investigator with the Trinity Foundation, a church watchdog group. They got millions of dollars from the government, and then they spent millions of dollars on a private jet. It just looks bad. We recently caught up with Pastor Lamb as he arrived at Daystar's golf tournament outside Dallas. So your church received millions of dollars in taxpayer money, and then two weeks later bought a private jet for millions of dollars. Can you explain that? Did you use taxpayer money to buy a private jet? No, we did not. Then what are you? We had using our that? own money. Then what are you using that private jet for? Church business only? Absolutely. Then why did you take two vacations with that church jet, including to Florida last week, where you played golf? Your wife posted on social media that she was on vacation. We did have vacation, but we also did several meetings with ministers while we were there. Then it was time for a round of golf. Bye. Earlier this week, after our inquiries, the church paid back the entire $3.9 million it received from the government with interest. An attorney for Daystar Network says that it does not use charitable donations to fund its operations, including the purchase of that jet. It says it complies with all laws. And talk about saving the day. A dad in the stands to watch his son's high school basketball game is being trolled a true clutch player because when the sound system malfunctioned just as the national anthem was to be played, he stepped right up, opened his mouth, and wowed the crowd with the Star Spangled Banner. Ezekiel Brown's dad and hats off to Mr. Brown. Next, the first Hollywood movie about the pandemic. Oh, whoa, 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 I'm immune. I'm immune. Well, Americans want to watch a pandemic movie while living through one. Then, office Christmas parties. They used to look like this. Now they look like this. <laughs> Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
Nashville police have made an arrest in connection with the shooting death of an ICU nurse on her way to her job at the hospital. As Les Trump reports, police are keeping details mum, but they are saying that the suspect, who has a criminal history, did not know his victim. A bombshell development in the slaying of the COVID-19 nurse who was shot to death on her way to the hospital for the start of her shift. Cops announced the arrest today of 21-year-old Devonte Hill. He was busted at his home based on a tip that came less than an hour after a $50,000 reward was posted. Cops say they have recovered the weapon. We have a 100% match. Cops say Hill and the nurse, Caitlin Marie Kaufman, did not know each other. The 26-year-old frontline worker was hit, apparently at random, as she drove to St. Thomas West Hospital in Nashville, where she was assigned to COVID-19 ICU patients. Following news of the arrest, the nurse's mother, Diane Kaufman, said, I have a gamut of emotions right now, but I'm so relieved. A part of me is so relieved they got him. Those rewards for information do make a difference. Add the office holiday party to the list of things that are going to be different now thanks to the quarantine. If you have been able to be physically present at work, you are not going to be physically at a Christmas party. It'll be virtual. Say goodbye to the classic office Christmas party, at least for this year. Most companies are opting for virtual holiday parties like this. Hey guys! Wen Jae Ying owns Local Roots NYC, a farm fresh produce delivery service. Everyone who RSVP'd to the Zoom party was sent a mini pie so they could enjoy at least one thing together. <laughs> this was their holiday party last year. Lots of vitality and good cheer. A far cry from 2020's all digital gathering but it's still better than nothing. This is a really great way to end the year, you know, reminding ourselves how important it is to have these connections. Just because you're having a virtual party doesn't mean it has to be boring, says event planner Ashley Douglas. So you could have an ugly sweater competition, ugly holiday sweater competition. You could share recipes or cocktails or what have you. But like any office holiday party, there is a certain etiquette you should follow, even on Zoom. Uh, you do want to present your best self. But I don't think wearing your pajamas or your your, your go-to loungewear that you've been wearing, like, I don't think that that's appropriate. Our expert says you shouldn't feel obligated to participate in a virtual party, but if you do, it probably sends a good message. Still to come, the first movie about the pandemic. Call it art imitating life, as the first feature film shot during COVID is about, well, COVID. Jim Murray says it's called Songbird. Curfew is now in effect. All unauthorized citizens must stay indoors. It's the year 2024, and COVID has mutated into an even more deadly strain. All infected Americans are being forced into quarantine camps. Songbird is the first feature film to be shot in Los Angeles during the pandemic. It starts streaming today on Amazon Prime and Google Play. You'll notice right away that most scenes just have one actor in it, following strict COVID-19 protocol. The skeleton crew got creative using drones and GoPro cameras. Michael Bay, the director of such epic movies as Armageddon and Transformers, is the producer of this bare-bones effort. 
Unfortunately, critics are tearing into the film. Awful first attempt at a COVID movie. So absurdly one note that it's not hard to think that the film is meant as a parody. I spoke with one of the stars, Craig Robinson, best known for The Office. This was the first film shot in L.A. during the lockdown. What was that like? Actors had to go in through one door, you know, camera through one other door. It was, it was, it was tedious like that. I had uh, three COVID tests in a week. Were you worried at all that the film would hit too close to home for people? Yeah, I was. Uh, but the world has changed between when, when we conceived of the movie and now. And the movie itself is a really hopeful love story about the kind of triumph of the human spirit. We'll see whether audiences have an appetite for a movie set during a pandemic while we're living through one. And speaking of films, yesterday Disney announced a sequel to its hit movie Black Panther, but in tribute to the late Chadwick Boseman, his character T'Challa will not be recast. When we come back, what some roommates are absolutely freaking out over. Finally today, the mouse that roared. He's under the microwave! Why all the commotion? There's a mouse in the dorm room. He's under the microwave! (laughs) Like a disaster movie. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me DJ and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.